The Lifestylist, episode 75, featuring Dr. Jack Cruz. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. You are lucky enough to be listening to part one of two with Dr. Jack Cruz. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another groundbreaking episode of the Lifestylist Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Jack Cruz. And let me tell you, this is an episode you do not want to miss. We are going deep into the stratosphere where science and nature merge. And I want to tell you, it is a mind F. Very cool stuff. So a lot of what we ended up talking about in this epic like two-hour interview is light sunlight, interior lighting, and how Jack believes, and it's quite convincing when you hear him tell the story, that light is really the number one issue when it comes to our longevity, our health, and even our happiness. It's really trippy stuff. So you're probably sitting right now in front of a computer in a car. Maybe you've got some headlights um, in your face. You could be on an airplane with all kinds of weird blue LED lighting. And basically, you're getting hosed, and we all are. And so this is a really important episode. We cover tons of other stuff, which I'm about to tell you, but it's a trip. I had a really good time doing this. Uh, The video is also on YouTube if you want to check that out. There's some demonstrations of different ways to hack the lighting. But anyway, I encourage you to listen to this, and by all means, of course, forward it to a friend. Jack's one of my most popular guests. He was on one of my first episodes, and uh, he rocks it. So here's the things that we covered. Get ready. Drum roll, please. There we go. A little drummer on the mic. What is the most dangerous lighting we use in our homes and the best way to fix it? Why blocking blue light is so crucial to our health. And then do blue blocking glasses, those nerdy glasses you may have seen me wear if you follow me on Instagram, do those uh, ruin your vision by causing eye strain? Interesting stuff there. The link between junk lighting, low dopamine levels, and all addictions. Why direct sunlight is so good for you. And I know what you're going to say, but I can't go in the sun, I burn. We're going to teach you how to do it. Are you fair-skinned? Are you a ginger? We got you, boo. I'm going to teach you how to do this. You can work your way up, and there's a lot of different ways that you can get sun because we all need it. And then what is grounding or earthing, and why is it good for you, and some of the dangers if you do it the wrong way? And speaking of dangers, another thing that's very dangerous, and this is not like a bummer show. I mean, it's really about how to be healthy. Don't don't trip out. I'm not like getting in the fear zone here, but there is shit we got to be aware of, folks. The dangers of using laptops, especially on top of your you know wedding tackle, as it were, uh, and why Steve Jobs himself didn't even let his own kids use Apple products, dude. Scary stuff. Is this grounding and earthing technology, all these devices, is it valid? Is there any use to it? Jack's got some interesting thoughts on that. And why living in high rises is so bad for you, why you want to live close to the ground. And then, of course, some good news, how to protect yourself from this harmful uh, non-native EMF radiation. And one of my 
favorite topics, of course, is discussed, and that was ice baths. Why are they so damn good for you? And we give the secret temperature for the best ice bath. Turns out mine are a little colder than maybe they need to be, which is good news. And then we do a comparison between ice baths and cryotherapy. You're going to find out what Jack, the neurosurgeon, thinks is actually better for your health and more impactful. Then the benefits of infrared saunas and the best and worst times to use them. Turn out I've been kind of like playing myself uh, doing my saunas late at night, not the best practice. And then we talk about what's better, far infrared or near infrared light. Some trippy, sciencey stuff there. And then what are the top three healthiest foods in the world, according to Jack Cruz? And are heavy metals and fish as big of a deal as people make them out to be? And lastly, is the Fukushima radiation scare in in Pacific seafood a real issue or is that just paranoia? So this is an action and info-packed episode, my friends. I, uh, if you're listening to part one, I highly recommend you come back Friday and listen to part two. If you happen to stumble across part two, yo, you better get back in here part one because this is some life-changing information. So thank you so much for listening. Really excited to share this one with you. Hey, I've got a cool feature at LukeStory.com to tell you about. It's our support page. You can go to LukeStory.com forward slash support, and there you will find three quick and easy ways to make a monetary pledge to help support the cost of the podcast. You can pay with a credit card, PayPal, or even go on Patreon through the link there, where you can make a monthly pledge for as little as $2 and receive exclusive rewards every damn month, okay? So go to LukeStory.com forward slash support and do whatever you can to help contribute to the show. And if you just want to listen, that's a great contribution as well. Thank you so much for your support. This episode is brought to you by my friends over at Organifi. I discovered this product a few months ago and it has changed the game for me. Everybody knows that green juice is good for you, right? Here's the deal though. A couple disadvantages to your average cold pressed green juice. A, a lot of times it comes in plastic, not good. B, it's usually loaded with sugar up to 25 grams, which is basically like drinking a green Coca-Cola. Not happening. Next is they go bad. You can't leave it sitting out and they're really bad for travel. So I love my green juice. That's cool. Cold press. I get the sugar-free ones. I'm into it. But Organifi makes a green powdered superfood that comes in these little packets that are portable and you can take with you. So I keep them in my car and in my bag and on demand. Anytime I have a bottle of water, I can pour one of these in there and have an instant green juice. Alkalizing, energizing, gives you mental clarity. It's fantastic. It's loaded with 11 superfoods. A lot of the green powders not only taste gross and are overpriced, but they'll have like 200 ingredients. And I'm always thinking, how much of each ingredient is actually in there, okay? These 11 superfoods are the important ones that you need, like turmeric, chlorella, wheatgrass, spirulina, mint, moringa, ashwagandha, lemon, beets, matcha green tea, and coconut water. And it's sweetened with monk fruit, so it's got a zero glycemic index. It's fantastic stuff. So if you want to check this drink out, work on your health in a way that actually tastes good and is super convenient, here's what you do. Go to Organifi.com, that's with an I, Organifi, Enter the code LIFESTYLIST and save 20% off your order. You guys know I always give you a hookup if I'm going to tell you about something cool that I discovered. So again, go to Organifi.com, enter the code LIFESTYLIST at checkout and save 20%. It's really good stuff. 
A huge part of my health strategy is taking medicinal herbs and medicinal mushrooms. And one of my favorite ways to take them is by making herbal elixirs. That's really tasty, hot and cold drinks. It's much cooler to take them that way than taking a bunch of pills. Like, who can remember to do that? Well, I want to let you know about my friends from Four Sigmatic. These guys make the most potent, high quality and delicious herbal blends that are really easy to take. You can make a cold or hot herbal elixir drink. Like what I like to do is either add them to my bulletproof coffee, or if I don't want to have caffeine, I'll just make myself a Four Sigmatic herbal elixir with something like cordyceps, lion's mane, um, chaga mushrooms, reishi mushrooms, ashwagandha, all the good stuff, all the stuff that you can really feel working is available at Four Sigmatic. So what I'd like you to do is go to foursigmatic.com and check it out. They have an amazing suite of products. And like anything that I promote, this is stuff that I use every day myself. I love this stuff. I'm super addicted to it, which is why I want to tell you about it. So go to foursigmatic.com. But even better, when you're there, enter the code THELIFESTYLIST at checkout and save 15% off your order, which is pretty sweet. So enter the lifestylist and save 15% at foursigmatic.com. Dr. Jack Cruz is a respected neurosurgeon and CEO of Optimized Life, a health and wellness company dedicated to helping patients avoid the healthcare burdens we typically encounter as we age. He is currently in private practice in the Gulf South. As a neurosurgeon, Dr. Cruz's research has been published in respected dental and medical journals. His popular blog, jackcruz.com, gets over 250,000 unique visitors per month from all over the world. His latest venture is a co-invention called the Quantlet, a cutting-edge new health-enhancing device which helps improve human performance using quantum technology. Jack Cruz, good to see you again, my man. Thanks for coming back on the show. Good to see you too. Yeah, you were. I think you were my second or third guest when I started this thing a year ago, and I really appreciate you coming on back then when I was virtually an unknown podcaster. In the past year, I've grown quite a bit, largely due to some of the great people like you that came on in the beginning and gave me some leverage and credibility. So thanks again, dude. No problem. Anytime. But you didn't need me. You already got a lot of credibility. Ah, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, it's been good. We're up to uh, almost 600,000 downloads in the first year. So we're coming along slowly but surely. Enough about me. What's going on in the life of uh, Jack Cruz at the moment? What are you excited about? What's going on in your career, your discoveries? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm still on the, the path for uh, biohacking. I, I have had a pretty big discovery towards the end of uh, 2016, beginning of 2017, that um, all the things that I rail on about to both my members and um, to people on different podcasts, I, I realized that I'm up against my own heteroplasmy rate because of my job. I mean, you know, and you know my day job is being a neurosurgeon. And one of the things about being a neurosurgeon that is a really difficult thing to overcome is that we have to take call. And when we're on call, that means – this stupid thing right here goes off at all, all hours of the night, and then we have to respond. And when we respond, it's usually in a blue lit environment filled with non native EMF. So when you oh, do this between seven and 10 nights a month, um, it becomes a, a real big issue. And for I've been doing some pretty crazy hacks for since 2014, and I've come to the realization about 
I would say probably about eight months ago that I was going to have to change the way I did business, you know, in my day job. And I've been actively moving towards that trend of being able to figure out how to outsource uh, being on call in neurosurgery. And just so you know that, I'm trying to explain this to you as best I can. That would be Luke trying to say, well, that's like living your life by outsourcing oxygen. So it's that kind of level of difficulty. And it's taken a good year to kind of get it squared away. But I would say that I'm like 99.9% there. So my goal was to have it done by July 1st. And it looks like I'm going to, you know, hit that that goal. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a long process. But I'm excited because I may never have to take another day of call the rest of my life. So that's 27 years, you know, of doing this. So I'm kind of, you caught me at a really good time. It's uh, something I've been really looking forward to. You know, and I've been sharing that information with my friends. In fact, I just came back from from meeting one of my buddies because he said, look, tell me what's going on. And uh, I kind of let the rabbit out of the bag. So you're about the second or third person I've talked to about it. Good for you, man. Good for you. At a point in our lives, I think that self-care really starts to become important. You know, I was in the fashion industry for 19 years. And after, you know, I don't know, I guess it's been about a year and a half. It was just like, dude. I can't drive around in LA traffic for 12 hours a day anymore. (laughs) It's like, there's a lot of benefit in having that career. You make money, you know, it's fun. It's creative. I'm sure like, you know, you enjoy your job, but it's like at what price at a certain point, you know? That's exactly the point that I would make to you is that, you know, I'm, I'm in my fifties. I'm in technically my sixth decade now. And the way, you know, this non-native EMF and, and biophysics works that every 10 years we age, our heteroplasm rate goes up. Well, here's the thing. When you have a blue lit life and a non-native EMF life, kind of like I do, that's why I have to do extraordinary things to mitigate my risk. And I've been doing a really good job up until I'd say the last three or four years. And I always thought it was the social media aspect, you know, the podcasts and this and that. And it turned out after Ruben and I made the Quantlet, uh, I figured out probably in about three or four months that it actually wasn't that. It was actually my job. And you want to talk about a big swift kick in the balls? Dude, you know, it's kind of like what I tell everybody else. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. So, you know, um, you know, in true Jack Cruz form, what do I do? I jump off the cliff without wings and I make it happen. <laughs> and, you know, just like anything else, Luke, you know, you can never plan for all the contingencies But like I said, you caught me right at the right time. If you would have talked to me six, seven, eight months ago, I was in the process, you know, the the hardcore process of doing this. But, you know, I'm I'm pretty stoked right now and I'm going to be able to do neurosurgery during daytime hours. I'm not going to have to work on weekends. I'm not going to have to take call. So from my standpoint, dude, it couldn't get any better. The only thing that would be better is if Hurricane Cindy here gets out of my backyard. <laughs> right, right. So uh, for, the, for those of, of us listening that aren't, you know, like from a layman's point of view, what exactly does a neurosurgeon do? Does that mean that you carve open people's skull with a saw and get in there and mess with their brain? Yeah, I do that. The other thing neurosurgeons do is they operate on all aspects of the spine. So like when people break their spine in two, and they're paralyzed, I take care of that. Uh, The other thing we do is we take care of peripheral nerve injuries. So if anybody happens to be a fan 
of NFL football and they're a Dallas Cowboy fan. There's a football player there named Jalen Smith they drafted last year. He had foot drop after having a, a you know a knee injury. I take care of stuff like that. Um, I see. Whether it requires surgery or not, we do that. You know, the simplest thing is like a carpal tunnel, which, you know, most people know about. But I can do all things from the ultimate complex. Like if you get stabbed in the neck and all your nerves coming out of your spinal cord going down your arm don't work, that's called the brachial plexus injury. I fix those too. So anything that has to do with the central and peripheral nervous system, whether it's surgery, most of it is surgery, but even non-surgical stuff. That's the kind of stuff I do. So I reconstruct a lot of spines, both necks, thoracic, and lumbar spines. And, you know, some of the the crazy thing is what we were talking about earlier. I may not have to do the big crunch injuries anymore because a lot of that stuff comes in at nighttime when people are out, you know, doing shit they're not supposed to be doing. And they come in with, you know, hellacious injuries and we have to put them back together again. That's kind of the thing I'm trying to move away from while – it was great when I was in my 20s, 30s, and 40s, um, and even early in my 50s. It's one of the things that takes a toll on the surgeon. You know, you, you do this to help the patient, but I don't think a lot of times that the lay public and patients realize that the doctor also puts himself at risk by doing this. And, you know, on top of this, you know that when we do that kind of surgery, especially when we're putting spines together, we're around x-ray machines and floral machines, which I think everybody knows is not good for you. And when that makes up a, a predominant part of your practice, that's when you have to start to think about yourself. Because, you know, one of the things I tell my members, and I'm going to share this with you because I think you'll appreciate it especially, is who the hell are you good for if you're not good enough for yourself? And that is my come to Jesus moment in 2016. And that's when I said, you know what? 2017 is the year that I have to fix this problem in my life. Yeah, yeah. That's the big ticket. So when you talk about, you know, to, to your audience and your members of your tribe and your website and all that, they know what non-native EMF is and what bad LED and fluorescent lighting is. Could you give us a breakdown of what you mean by this EMF exposure that you're getting? Because I know subjectively, I was just at the dentist a couple of days ago. They lay me back in the chair. I look up and they have those like sort of a round encased metal, you know, reflective light fixtures with these long tube LED or fluorescent lights in there. And I look up and it just like hurts my brain. You know, it's like, I immediately know I'm in an environment that is not healthy. And I look around at, you know, these guys are in there all day, man, there's very little natural light. And if there is, it's coming through a window, which is blocking, you know, the spectrum of the, some spectrums of the light that are actually good. So what is it about that environment that's bad for someone that doesn't understand how this stuff works? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. This one is easy. Our cells are optimized to work with sunlight, and that carries frequencies from 250 up to 780. The issue is anything that's outside of that is a real problem uh, for us. So since we're talking on Skype, I'm going to send you a little picture so that if you want to put this in the show notes afterwards, I want you to take a look at that picture on the side there, Luke, and you'll see that the visible part of the spectrum is right where it is, and then you have the the extreme low frequency end, which is the Schumann resonance. Everything that's between those two is non-native EMF, and that's what we use to communicate. But what people don't realize is when the incident ray, the incident electromagnetic ray comes in, our cells are optimized for things only within the spectrum that's present on Earth. So man has figured out how to do what me and you are doing now. How can 
you be in uh, California, me be in Louisiana, because we're using RF and microwaves, which are part of the electromagnetic spectrum, but not part that biology is optimized to. So when you build a life around the other parts of the spectrum outside of the sun, that's when you have a problem. And, and that ties directly to how we open this podcast. That's really what my job has put me at risk for. Because, you know, being a neurosurgeon 27 years ago, I didn't have a lot of those risks. Like when we used to do certain types of surgery, I wasn't around a lot of that stuff. Now in the modern operating room, dude, I can't get away from it. So it's like being in Chernobyl nuclear reactor when you're with somebody. And when you do this constantly every single day, you know, you're building up uh, uh, a toxicity to it. And that toxicity has got a special name called heteroplasmy. And what heteroplasmy is, for those of you who don't know, we have respiratory proteins on in our mitochondria. And that's called cytochrome 1, 2, 3, and 4. The other one is number 5, which is the ATPase. And heteroplasmy is very simple to understand. Normally, the things are supposed to be this close together. Heteroplasmy means it's like that. So when that happens, remember what channels across? There's electrons. Physics says the closer things are together, the easier energy transfers. Well, if it's further apart, that means that you're losing energy in the system. And when that happens, you get sick. And that's the key. And it's that simple. The sun is optimized to work with our cells and our mitochondria. So that's why we call it native because it's native to the earth and we evolved on this planet. Therefore, everything that's outside of that 250 to 780 window is what we call no bueno in my in right. My- Okay, hence hence non-native. So yeah, so and like when I come in my office slash podcast studio here, for example, um, I have a couple sort of amber incandescent bulbs that I usually keep it lit with, which is really nice. But if I need more light, I only have one option, and that's this LED light that's in my overhead fan. And when I turn that thing on, again, like I was saying at the dentist's office, it hurts my eyes and it literally like hurts my brain. And so what you're saying is, is that LED light has such a narrow, unnatural spectrum of light that my brain and and optic nerve are, literally doesn't know what to make of that. It's like, what, right. the, what the fuck is that light? We don't right. know what that is. And so it sort of scrambles your your system, so to speak. Is that kind of right? It's, it's actually even simpler than that. I, mean, I like the way you described it, but what I want people to understand, because it's really cool, I'm going to send you another picture probably later on that you can use in the show notes, but what people don't realize, when the sun rises in the morning, equal amounts of blue and red are present. There's other frequencies, but the one frequency that's not present is UVA and UVB. Why? Because that comes a little bit later unless you're on the equator. So here's the take home. Blue light from native situation, meaning the sun, is always balanced by red. So it turns out, guess what runs all the regeneration programs in us? The red. So you're never designed to see blue by itself. So you just mentioned a really cool bulb, an incandescent. The reason why we didn't see spikes in mitochondrial diseases from 1879 up until about 1980 is because incandescents were the primary bulb we used. And believe it or not, they have red in them. Not a lot, not like the sun. For those of your listeners who don't know, 42% of sunlight is infrared A. So that means 42% of sunlight has the regeneration protocol. So for those of you who don't know this, there's a whole section on PubMed called photobiomodulation or LLLT, which is the science of red light. And it turns out one of those cytochromes in a mitochondria, it's called cytochrome C oxidase, and it has four 
absorption spectrums, and guess what they are? All in the red. What's the other big red chromophore in the body? Water. So all of a sudden, then you start to see how the system works. So anytime you have blue, you've got to have red with it, and sunlight never comes with blue without red. So that's how you start to understand why modern technology really destroys us. And I think most of your listeners probably know that chronic blue light has been well shown in the literature to destroy melatonin. Well, we all know that when we don't sleep, we can't regenerate, but now you know the real reasons why. It's because you've subtracted the red from your life. So what do I teach my tribe and my misfits? How to add back purple and red into your life because purple is UV and red is the infrared. And it turns out all the modern bulbs, specifically LEDs and fluorescents, have subtracted out the purple and the red. Why? Because they're energy efficient. And that's from the power company and your wallet's perspective. But here's the flip side. It costs a shit ton more to come to me as the nurse. Exactly. Than it does to pay PG&E. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. And that's, what we, that's the message really that I'm trying to get across to people that we are being penny wise and pound foolish with our decisions on light. Right. So same thing with people that are like, oh, I'm not going to go to Whole Foods and buy organic food because it's too expensive. I'll go to Costco and get the GMO pesticide shit. They don't realize that they're going to have to pay for chemo, uh, cardiologist, et cetera, dialysis, all this shit later on. Especially when they're under blue light and do this. That's, That's the real kicker. I mean, you know that one of the things that I'm a stickler about is food is not the top priority for me. The top priority for me is getting your light environment right. Because if you do that, you can almost eat shit on a shingle and get away with it. And I know that's contrary to the message that a lot of people give, but that's how incredibly important understanding light really is. And it really is powerful. I would I tell people that if you can get in natural sunlight, you'll be doing more benefit for yourself than you could ever imagine that's earthly possible. Then you fix the other problems, like the water that we've talked about before in previous podcasts. And the food issue, but I've got to get people's focus on the thing that matters the most. And it turns out that sunlight is that big issue. So let's start with the indoor lighting. In your opinion, in terms of the types of bulbs that we can light our homes with, what's the hierarchy in terms of like how I would look at it would be fluorescent worst, then LED, then halogen, then incandescent. What, yeah, what's your what's your take backwards led is by far the worst holy it's shit it's worse than fluorescent yeah it is now ah. fluorescent has a couple of other issues and i'm actually looking on my computer right now to send you a picture to prove you why that's the case because i do want you to link it in the show notes okay but the key key thing is the leds are by far the worst and the reason why is they have a big spike between 435 and 465 is which is what destroys melatonin Ah. The fluorescents have other issues, but they're equally as bad. If you ask me, let, instead of focusing on what's bad, let's focus in on what's good. What I do in my house at nighttime, post-sunset, I use fire. So I'm a big believer in having natural fireplaces. Now, I know when you live in L.A., that's pretty freaking hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Your AC bill would definitely be pretty high. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing you can do, though, is you can put your fire pit outside and live an outdoor life. That's one of the cool things about LA that you can get away with. It turns out I can do the same thing here. Now, when I do come inside, 
as you know, it is pretty hot here. Even though we're going through this Hurricane Cindy crap, it's probably 93, 94 degrees here, and the humidity is over 95%. Wow. So the key issue, and here comes that picture. I just found it. Oh, cool. One of my little Instagram quotes, but you see on that picture I sent you, it shows you the spectrum. The back spectrum is the one of sunlight, and the front spectrum is the one of fluorescence. But the key thing that you need to understand about light, the best one is fire, as far as I'm concerned. So one of the cool things, because you used to be a stylist, and you still do stuff like that, I would tell you, I, you know I have a big wine collection, and I can actually show this to you right now, because I have one in front of me. This is a bottle of 99 Grange, and you notice that I have a wick inside of it, and it's got some lamp oil. So this is what I use at night. So people who are watching this are seeing, I just pulled this right off of my coffee table. So here is a 1995 Mouton Rothschild. For those of you who don't believe, there's the label. And look what's in the top. <laughs> That's wild. This is called the Vino Glow. So at nighttime, this is what my house is lit up like. So when you watch like the Game of Thrones and things like that, in Jack Cruz's house, we actually have that. We use that and candles. And now I'm really going to freak you out. This is great. For, for those of you listening, you got to go on YouTube and check this out. This is amazing. It is a 1967, I'm sorry, not, um, a silver oak. But you see all the candle wax on it? So how do you think you get that candle wax on there, Luke? Well, that's what Jack uses at night. So okay. I'm a believer in natural light. And the reason why, I'm going to explain to you the reason why so you get it. And the reason why people should understand this is fire has very little blue in it, has a ton of infrared. So guess what? At nighttime, since I told you red regenerates, you have a period of time where red, even at nighttime, is okay. And here's the reason why. Our retinas do not see infrared light. You have to have an infrared camera. Turns out we can't see UV light either. And do you know why that is? It's a quantum reason. Because if you observe the frequencies of light that are used for signaling, it inactivates the quantum process. Because you probably have heard of all these crazy things in quantum mechanics. If you observe the effect, it changes the result. So what has nature done? It's blinded your eyes to purple and red light so that you can't observe the effect. And that effect, it's called the quantum Zeno effect. That's how deep we get at my site. Dude, that's so trippy. It is. And you know how deep I get into this stuff, Luke. The, the reason I want people to know this is because no matter where you are, you can set a fire pit up at your house. Uh, you can have a fireplace anywhere. You can do it outdoors, indoors. But that's the stuff I use. And if since you live in L.A., what I would tell you to do is go to Home Depot and get one of those you know, headlights that you see like uh, coal miners wear. But just get a red LED on it, and I'd be okay with that, you reading on that. Um, I just don't do a lot of that unless it's wintertime, you know, when it gets dark at 4.30. But even when my daughter does her homework in the kitchen, we have two UVA bulbs. You know, those are party bulbs that you've seen that make things glow in the dark with an incandescent. That's what she does her homework under. Wow, wow. And, okay, so if that's not feasible or someone wants, you know, just needs more brightness, would the next step up then be like amber incandescent bulbs? Like that's what I, I get them on Amazon, you know, cause they're decorative. So it got around that, you know, uh, the EPA regulations or whatever that tried to get rid of incandescents. You can still get them. They're just like decorative 
Right. Bulbs. You have to go. You have to go to just to the the lighting outside of Lowe's. They still send them. You know, Lowe's and Home Depot sell them, but they're called specialty lighting. You can still find them. It's not hard to do. But I tell my members because you have to realize I'm a stickler about this stuff. I really don't want even an incandescent on afterwards because remember on an incandescent that picture I just sent you, there's still a little spike in the blue. Okay. So you want to kind of get rid of all that because here's the, the way sunlight works. Once it sets, the way it goes is the blue goes away. Now, red is still present in our environment, but where is it present? And you know this better than anybody. When you're out in the uh, desert, you pick up a rock, it's still pretty damn hot. You can't see the heat, but if you had a FLIR infrared camera, you'd say, damn, that's hot. And here's the thing. That infrared is still present in your environment because your environment holds it in. So I'm okay with red light post-sunset for about two to three hours, but then out. And that's the reason why I'm a big stickler about even incandescence after night, because if, especially if you have trouble sleeping or you have a mitochondrial disease like cancer, autism, you know, autoimmune conditions, any, any of the ones that what I call low-hanging fruit, you know, in the community that you and I serve, um, you need to let them know that that needs to be taken out. So if you do use those bulbs, here's the switch. For example, you don't realize this, but any of you who listen to me and, and Luke talk, you can go to YouTube. I'm wearing these glasses that you can't tell are blue tech lenses, but they are. They're blocking 50% of the blue while me and Luke talk over Skype. Well, I take these off, and these are the glasses that I operate to. And these block everything between 400 and 500 nanometers. So now technically, I've completely eliminated all the blue. The red still gets through these, okay? So does the greens and, and yellows, but during the day, I'm not worried about that. But when I'm working at night, I want total blue protection. Why? Because that's what destroys melatonin and dopamine first in the eye and then in the brain. And when that happens, that's when you're going to wind up getting wallet bobsied by my profession down the pike because those are the precursors to all the metabolic diseases that everybody hears about in the doctor's office. And, you know, the drug companies are making a mint off selling people drugs that can't fix this problem. Why? Because it's a light-mediated phenomenon, and it affects both our eyes and our skin. And we don't realize how this is tied together because guess what? Humans don't know that much about light. They don't know that much about quantum mechanics. And my job as a doctor, the way I look at it, is to teach people how to know these things. You don't have to know it as deep as, say, I do, but I, I think you'll like this little analogy a lot. We don't have to teach the hippo or the lion how to eat or live. They just do it, and they don't get in trouble. But the reason why, Luke, we need to talk to humans and have podcasts and have blogs is because we have this incredible thing in our head called the human brain. And that thing is so amazing that it allows us to break all of nature's laws. So when we break those laws that the hippo and, and lion live by, we don't realize that something as ubiquitous as the light that we live around can cause the diseases we get. And that's what makes this very counterintuitive. And when you decide to jump down Jack Cruz's rabbit hole, I promise you when I get done with you, you'll know everything you need to know about light, water, and magnetism. And then you'll be able to put it together and you become a mitochondriac. And <laughs> mitochondriac is a person who really wants to know the nth degree. Then you'll know why I'm such a stickler 
about the light that I use at night because I don't want any person coming to see me or talking to me on a podcast or listening to my podcast and, and getting a half truth because I felt like for the first 40 years of my life in my profession that that's what I gave people. And the reason I gave people that is because that's what I was taught in school because I didn't know any better. And then I got enlightened, so to speak, a good pun, about 12 years ago. And I've been sharing this message for the last 12 years out there with anybody who wants to learn. And, you know, my message is now beginning to resonate very, very loud because now the science is very much behind me. 12 years ago, you couldn't find this information anywhere. Now there's books written on it. There's articles constantly I mean, God, if you go to my Dr. Jack Cruz Facebook page and just to put my name in and any topic you want, you're going to get a bing and it's not going to be just my opinion. You know, 12 years ago, 10 years ago, even seven years, it was my opinion, you know, based on me reading the science. Now it's blatantly obvious to everybody. The problem is it's just still not well known, especially in your community, especially out in LA. And, you know, when me and Luke first met, we met at an event with Neil Strauss and Luke's story about how he went to get his water, you know, he made the comment that people think I'm crazy to do this. And I'm sitting in the back of the room and I'm going, dude, you're not crazy at all. You're, you absolutely are like the hippo in the line. Why? Because you lived as a zoo animal in LA because of your job, you knew that you had to do something extraordinary between light, water, and magnetism. And you probably didn't know that much about light. You didn't know that much about magnetism, but you said, shit, I know water's important. So guess what? That's the part of the stool that you hit hard. And that's the reason why I consider you, you know, a good dude and also a little bit of a mitochondriac. You still need to add the other parts. But dude, you're going to, your podcast, the, the tribe that you hit, these are people that I will never be able to hit. And the reason I like doing and reaching out, you know, to guys like you is because even if we affect one or two people, by listening to saying, you know what, I need to think about this whole blue light thing maybe a little bit differently, that's dude, that's a win. That's a win for both me and you. And when people want to jump down the rabbit hole more, then yeah, come to my site and I'll split your head open and teach you everything you need to know. But here's the crazy thing. The hippo and the lion, they don't have to know this. So you know what that really means? This should make us everybody smile. Neither do you. Together. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's take a brief intermission from this interview to let you know about an exciting announcement. I will be hosting an event this July 27th in New York City at Cap Beauty in the West Village. This is a free event where I'm going to be presenting my lifestyle design course called the Mind, Body, and Spirit Solution. The event goes from 7 to 9 p.m. It's on a Thursday night, and it's free as long as you can RSVP in time. So you're going to have a ridiculously fun time. You're going to learn about my top three lifestyle recommendations for each of those categories of your life. You're going to walk away with a very precise action plan to create your own lifestyle blueprint, or maybe make some powerful tweaks to the one you have if you've already got that going on. And more than anything, you're going to be part of history, yo, because I'm going to record the talk for a future episode of this very podcast. So here's the deal. Space is very limited. Everything in New York is super tiny. We've only got room for a few people. So if you want to join us again, it's this coming July 27th. That's in a couple weeks, 7 to 9 p.m. It's a Thursday night at Cat Beauty uh, on West 10th Street. And the RSVP is as follows, ConsciousCityGuide.com forward slash Luke. If you want to come to this event for free and hang out, the URL is 
consciouscityguide.com forward slash Luke. All right, see you then. Come up and say hi if you make it to the event. Now back to the interview with Jack. Well, I mean, it's like with the light piece and the sun, I've made this correlation that when we go on vacation, we think that we feel so good and we're so happy and relieved, maybe because we're away from our job or we're in some place that has some sense of novelty or excitement, you know, tropical island or whatnot. But I think a lot of it, or even just going to the pool on Sunday or something or the beach, I think a lot of it is that you're in the sun. Absolutely. You know, just like we like sun, you know, there's a reason why. And there's a reason why I like the spring water that comes right out of a goddamn rock, 10,000 feet up in the mountains. I mean, it's just like, I don't have to know the science. I just know intuitively my body and spirit are just like, yes, more of that. Well, do you want to, I, I can tell you exactly the reason why, very simply. And, and it is a little bit of science, but it's going to be the kind of science that even somebody with no background can get. In third grade, all of us learned about this process called photosynthesis, where we take CO2 and water, mix some sunlight, and we make sugar. Everybody knows that. That's not controversial. But what people forget is that mitochondria reverse that process 100%. So what does that mean? It means when sunlight hits us, we make CO2 and we make water. Guess what? Your mitochondria is designed to make water. So Luke, the most important water in your life isn't the stuff that you go get out of the spring. It's the sunlight that you're in builds water inside your cell. That's how life went from the the sea to the land. That's the key. And when you begin to realize that sunlight is what builds your battery in your body called water, dude, everything changes. That's the key. And it turns out the EMF that signals that in a mitochondria is sunlight, 250 to 780. That's the reason why the stuff that Apple, Cisco, and Google makes, not so bueno for a mitochondriac. So if you're going to live and swim in that kind of sea, you got to do a shit ton more to stay well. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What about, you know, when it comes to blue light and this technology, because I know you and I aren't giving up our, you know, Skype or laptops or anything anytime soon. What uh, about these like blue blocking screens? And now, you know, Apple's put like this uh, night shift app on there. I mean, does that help at all? You're just giving a thumbs down, listeners. Does that, I mean, does that, does that help at all to like? Yeah, it helps, but that's like saying I put filters on my camel cigarettes. So let's just make it real. The, uh, the type of screen technology that you need to look into is Iris software and Iris screens. If you use that, they really take the blue out. That's the best that's out there. But truthfully, where you are, Luke, uh, I'm looking, I'm hoping that there's some entrepreneurs out there, you know, guys like Neil Strauss and his crew, that these guys start to put their money behind red uh, base screens instead of blue brace screens. Because I told you red already offers a huge benefit. If we just made that one change in the technology arena, we could help humans tremendously. Okay. So, I will tell you that we started this podcast off, you know, I don't like disagreeing with my host, but I'm going to tell you, I already told you in 2017 that I changed my life in neurosurgery and why did I do it? It's because of this non-native EMF. So I'm going to tell you that, yes, it is that big a deal. Now, I'm going to still do maybe podcasting and this and that, but I have to tell you, Luke, I now pay people to do a lot of my social media stuff. Why? I'm not willing to trade dollars for life or time. And- 10 years ago, I was willing to do that. I'm not willing to do it anymore. And I know people listening to this, they're going to be willing to make that trade 
But I think the reason they're willing to make the trade is because they really don't understand the trade that they're making. And then when they do get a mitochondrial disease or they do need a guy like me, and that's when that's when the game changes for them. You know, and I, I, I remind everybody how Steve Jobs died, okay? It's called the laptop because it was in his lap for a long time. And guess what? That's really close to your pancreas and your liver. And, you know, people don't realize that I think he knew it. If you watch his bibliography, the things that he wrote, the fact that he didn't let his own kids use his own technology, what does that tell you, Luke? See, wow, I didn't know that. That's intense. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, I'll tell you something else you may not know. In the iPhone 4 and the second iPad that came out, do you know that it had an infrared sensor built into it that Apple never marketed? Do you know why? Because that would tell them when the device was next to their body, when you were kicking off heat, and it would turn it off. Why? Because that device stays on as a bi-directional microwave device, and they know it. The problem is they're protected by the FCC law. But the, the key crazy thing is the more non-native EMF and blue light you allow in your environment, you become an obedient idiot, meaning that you can't think as well. And that's why they're not telling you about it. And they know that you're an obedient idiot because it makes you a good customer. And that's a function of dopamine, okay? And Damn, this gets deep. This is great. It's kind of cool for people to hear this stuff because when you understand how this works, the way to solve the problem is just get back in the sun because that's how you build your dopamine level up. And it's the craziest thing. You know, we've recently just had a couple of high-profile deaths, you know, especially in the music business. You know, Chris Cornwell died from Soundgarden, and I, I released a blog post on LinkedIn that really, really resonated with a lot of people. And I try to explain to people that when you have a low dopamine state, you're, you get addicted to sex, porn, pedophilia, food, wine, drugs, and weed. And the reason why, people don't realize. Do you know there's a chemical that's made in your brain and your body when you're in sunlight called POM seeds, spelled P-O-M-C. It stands for a big, long chemical, but we cleave it into six different things. You know what, two, you know what one of those things is? It's called beta-endorphin. You've heard about it from exercise. You know what that is? It's a natural opioid. So you know what happens when your dopamine level goes low? You don't make enough POM seed. So what is your behavior? You go and use things to raise your dopamine level other ways. That's what addiction fundamentally is. So you know what that means? Cut to the chase. That means that nature built us to be addicted to sunlight because of beta endorphin. And you know what the crazy thing about beta endorphin is? It's the only opiate that we know of that doesn't cause you to be addicted to any other opiates. Wow. So nature knows what she's doing. Dude, that's crazy. You're ta- I mean, you're talking to a former opiate addict for a long time. And, you know, I got another part for this story. <laughs> this I'll- is this is great. And the thing is, too, is once, you know, once I was able to be freed from that, then, you know, all of the other shit you mentioned, the sugar, the social media pings on your phone, like all of those right. other little dopamine spikes. Exactly, next. exactly. And here's cigarettes, the crazy- same shit. Right. You know? Exactly. It's all the same thing. It's the dopamine hit you're trying to replace. Here's the other one. It's the flip side of the story. We have another system in our body called the endocabinoid system. And most people know about cabinoids, THC, smoke the weed. So anytime somebody comes to me and says, I like smoking weed, you know what it means to me as the quantum clinician? That they're not in the sun enough. Because guess what makes that? Endocabinoid. Turns out it's sunlight. So nature has figured out anybody who uses opiates and weed They're not in the sunlight enough. So guess what the answer is? 
The answer is to change your environment, not to go to rehab, not to do this. Just go to freaking Hawaii and sit on the side of a volcano. And that's part of the reason why I love a guy like you because I see you do the things that you're doing when you're out in nature. And you said you're a former opiate guy. Well, guess what? I don't think you're going to go back to that as long as you keep doing the stuff that you're doing in nature. You are designed. Your best Wi-Fi signal, dude, is connecting wirelessly with the sun with your feet on the ground. And that's why I tell all my members, all my misfits, everybody in my tribe, I want them to be like the Sphinx. I want all four extremities on the ground looking to the east every morning. Why? Because it turns out sunlight is much more powerful for us as humans in the morning than at any other part of the night because that's what turns on the giant system in your pituitary gland called what I call the compound pharmacy. See, you can use the compound pharmacy you know, on Rodeo Drive for a couple of thousand a month, but you'd be a whole lot better off using the one that's in your own brain. And what do I teach people? How to do that naturally. Because here's the crazy thing that Big Pharma doesn't want you to know. It's free. It doesn't cost a penny. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's an interesting thing about the uh, the, the uh, cannabis and lack of sun. I want to just poke one hole in that theory that because it popped in my head. What about the Rastas in Jamaica that are getting plenty of sun and all they do is smoke weed? Yeah, well, you got to remember, what else do they do? They play music at what time? Did you Have you ever seen a Bob Marley concert at 8 o'clock in the morning or is it always at 1 or 2 in the at night? That's a good point. That's so good guess point. what? That this, this is the thing that people don't realize. Think about... All of the guys that died, I mean, think about Carrie Fisher. What did she do? She was a big-time drug addict, right? She just died of a heart attack. Where's more mitochondria in humans? In your heart and your brain. She died on a plane disconnected, coming home. They found all kinds of drugs in her system when she supposedly recovered. So what did she do? What was her job? She's an actress. What is she around, Luke? Blue light, non-native EMF, since the time she was probably 10 years old. How about somebody else in your industry? Michael Jackson. What did he do? He went and found a crazy doctor to give him Diprovan. You know what Diprovan is? It's a chemical that we used to put people to sleep. But you know what people don't know? It's actually a mitochondrial toxin. So why did he have the heart attack? Because the drug that he needed to sleep, because he couldn't sleep because of the blue light and the non-native EMF, he used that and that wound up off in his mitochondria in his heart. See, these are the connections people don't make. Kurt Cobain. Why was he depressed? He was in Seattle. What do you know about Seattle? There's no sun. And he's playing music on electrified guitars. The links are always there. But you know what the key thing is? We don't see them because we're obedient idiots, because we're addicted to modern things that reduce our dopamine level. My job is to make those connections for you. Jack, can you explain? We're using the, the term mitochondria. Can you explain to the listeners what that is? Yeah, it's pretty simple, even if you don't have a science background. We have two genomes in our cell, every cell in our body with the exception of a couple. One is the nuclear one that everybody knows. That's where the genes are. And the other one is the mitochondria. The mitochondria you only inherit from your mom. And the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. So if you think of a car, the, the mitochondria would be the battery and the alternator of the car or the engine. It's probably better to think it's the whole engine, whereas the nuclear genome is the mechanics that put the whole car together. Uh, The key thing is, is all energy flux in the cell. Everything that turns the lights on in your cell comes from a mitochondria. And the crazy thing is medicine is focused on the nuclear genome 
And it turns out this genome is the most important. So that's why I use the term mitochondriac because all my members, all my misfits, everybody in my tribe, we focus in on that genome, not the other one. And that fundamentally is the reason why medicine is looking, they're looking under the wrong stone. For example, remember Nixon in 71 said, let's have a war on cancer. We spent now over close to $1.5 trillion on research. We've done nada. And you know the reason why? Because we're looking in the nuclear genome and it turns out the answer, cancer is a mitochondrial disease. So it's no shocker why we haven't found a cure. And the reason why there's no impetus in big pharma to go that way, because dude, this has become a billion dollar business. Because if you're looking in the wrong place for the disease, you get to keep selling drugs that treat the symptoms and not the cause. It's very very simple. It's a very yeah. powerful model. It's a, it's a, it would be a really bad uh, business decision to expose the actual root cause of things like that. I, I well, want to... Ju- think I wanna- about how crazy it is, though. The sun is free. All you got to do right. is get your ass outside. But here's the problem. We've now created... We let Google, Microsoft, Cisco, you know, all these companies create an existence. Technology doesn't bring us outside, my friend. It brings us inside. I mean, you're too young to know this. But I guarantee you, there's going to be some millennial that's going to talk to their dad. When when I was 6 to 10 to 12 years old, I was outside riding my bike playing baseball. These kids are inside doing this, dude, and texting and on their iPad and doing that. Their, their existence is so radically different than what it used to be just 40 years ago. But people today do not realize that coming inside takes you away from 250 to 780 and brings you right to 430 to 465. That is an alien sun, dude. And, and, and it's very apropos that I said that because I want you to think about Chris Cornwell's major song, Black Hole Sun. And you want to hear something else that's crazy about it? If you have any musicians that are listening to this, if you know anything about the music composition, that song was written all in flats. And do you know why he did that? Because when you have a low dopamine state, you begin to see the fractal nature, uh, I should say the fractal fabric of nature. And there's another guy in your neck of the woods, in your, I would say, probably a little bit older than you, but you've heard about him, Jackson Pollock. Remember him? He was a raging alcoholic. What, what made him famous? He used to paint fractally. And the only way you can see the fractal fabric of nature is when your dopamine levels low. So now I just gave you two examples of low dopamine people who actually can see that fractal in nature. When your dopamine level's high, it blocks you from seeing those fundamentals in nature. That's what the sunlight does, dude. That's the reason why we see life in a movie, and when dopamine level goes low, we start to see it just like isolated picture frames, and that's when you make bad connections because you're not putting things together properly. It's very important. Two things for... I've gotten this, uh, you know, people dispute the sun thing that I know that I've recommended that that are fair skinned. How can someone who's, you know, uh, lightly complected acclimate themselves to sunlight? Because what they always say is like, oh, that's fine for you, Luke. You're Italian. You got olive skin. It doesn't because I really don't burn, you know, except if I go to Brazil or something (laughs) close to the equator. But here, I I mean, I could lay naked in the sun all day. I just get tanner and tanner until I look like Wesley Snipes or some eventually. I don't know. But the, my, my, my ginger friends, my fair skin friends are like, oh, I can't do it. I have to wear sunscreen. And I'm like, ah, God, you're putting, you're putting cancer-causing shit on your skin going into your bloodstream because you're afraid of getting cancer from the sun that gives you melatonin that actually prevents cancer. It's like so frustrating, but I can't tell them how to do it safely. Maybe you can. 
Yeah, I can. In fact, guess what? As you're talking, I'm getting ready to send you another picture for the show notes. Ah, good. So you've met me, right? And you know, here's the picture coming. Uh, I want you to take a look at that yourself. Um, you know that I'm an Irish guy. I have a K-haplotype. I'm very white. I have Fitzpatrick type 1 skin, okay? So in that picture that I just sent you is a biohack that I did with the Qualit. So it turns out when you live at a high latitude, which is where Ireland and UK is, uh, you never get to see much UV light. So the reason why red hair freckles and Fitzpatrick type 1 skins there, you're designed to absorb as much as you can get. Well, it turns out there's something really funny on that slide I sent you. The more infrared A light you absorb, and what did I tell you earlier? All sunlight has 42% of it. So if you're naked at that high latitude, it preconditions the skin to absorb UV light better. So take a look at the slide I just showed you. It'll show you when your skin is preconditioned with infrared A light, look at you don't get erythema. You don't get burned. So how does Jack, at the 28th latitude, who lives in New Orleans, now stay out in the sun five to eight hours a day, and I don't have that problem, Luke? See, you right. now dude on right. your Rolex who can explain this to them. Why? Right. Because I'm always in it. And when somebody tells me they have Fitzpatrick one or two skin and they get red, you know what it tells me? They're vampires. They're full of shit. They don't go in the sun enough because they're not getting the infrared A both in their eyes or on their skin. So here's the crazy hack in LA. Say if you have a job where you can't do this, remember I told you that red light doesn't get you into trouble, say from sunset to about two or three hours later? Go call up four industries. Go get yourself a tanning bed that's only red light. Now, it's going to cost you anywhere between 30 and 100 grand. But if you get a group of your friends together or a chiropractor, they put it in a practice, 20 minutes a day, sometimes three times a day if you're really white. So how did I do it in me, Luke? I didn't spend the money on the bed. I went from Nashville to New Orleans. And what did I do? Got naked in the backyard, and that's how I built up my solar callus. And you know what causes that? The aromatic amino acids in your skin, there's four of them, tyrosine, tryptophan, phenylalanine, and histidine. And it turns out that what makes these amino acids really special, they have what we call a six-carbon ring in them. You've probably heard of benzene before. Well, every one of those has it. You know what's special about those rings? They absorb UV light. So guess what? The infrared A light stimulates the water that's around all of those. And that acts as a molecular engine for you to bury more UV light within that benzene ring. And that's how you avoid the erythema. That's how I can go to Mexico at the 20th latitude next week and not get red like lobster. So I'm going to tell your members and your friends that tell you this, that they just proved to me that they're ignorant about light. And I'm not trying to down them. I'm trying to elevate their game. I'm trying to teach them that there's something else here because... Most people know that there's people that live on the equator and they do it just fine. Well, it doesn't mean that a guy with uncoupled haplotype mitochondria and, and, and really uh, light skin is going to live there. But if you know what you're doing, you can adapt to that environment. And you can do it very successfully as long as you know what you're doing. So could it, could someone who's more fair-skinned also just gradually acclimate themselves where you know they go out, like you said, earlier in the day, later in the day, or even solar noon when the sun's really strong but just you go out for 10 minutes at first and you get the hell out and you kind of like yeah. work your way up but you can do that but you got to realize that the uva and the uvb light is going to give you the erythema response the most important 
thing to do. Remember I told you in the morning there's no UV? And later in the day, not this time of the year is bad because we're talking right now around the solar, the, the solar, the summer solstice, so it's strongest now. So depending on what your latitude is, you have to make the decision. But as soon as the sun rises, 6 to about 7 a.m. here, <clears throat> there's no UV. So that's the time for you to be naked outside. That's when you're getting 42% infrared A with no UV. The flip side of that is true, too. The last hour of sunlight, same benefit. Now, just for argument's sake, say where it's April. Well, guess what? Then it goes all the way to maybe 6 to 9.30. Okay? It's bigger. The key thing is, remember I told you before what nature does. You're designed to be addicted to sun. But our modern society, our culture, our beliefs have brought us out of the sun. So what you call enough solar exposure, nature is telling you is not enough. When you get erythematous and you have Fitzpatrick one skin, wrong answer. That By definition, you are wrong. Your belief, your dogma, your paradigm is absolutely wrong. But here's the cool thing. When you understand how light, water, and magnetism work, then you can use a biohack, or what I call a mitohack, which is that picture that I just sent you that shows you that if you use infrared ALEDs on your body to offset your shitty lifestyle, dude, you can go out in midday sun and not get red. And you'll be like, damn. And I always tell people, building up your solar callus is like buying a brand new pair of Ferragamo shoes. That first time you wear those Ferragamo shoes, they hurt like a bitch. As soon as you wear them out, they're all nice, they're broken in. Same thing is true with sunlight. And the best way to do it is not the way you mentioned, you know, going and getting five or 10 minutes. The best way is use infrared A, know when it's present and when it's not. And that's the way you're designed to work with nature. So that brings us to the end of part one. I'm going to go out on a limb here and speculate that you might be kind of tripping and looking around right now at the lighting that surrounds you, right? Are you sitting under some gnarly fluorescent or blue LED lighting? And by the way, I wanted to say, because I don't know if you clarified this, when we're talking about blue light and how to avoid blue light and why you got to avoid blue light and all this talk you've probably been hearing if you're into health stuff, it doesn't actually look blue. It looks white. It's like what we think is normal lighting. It just doesn't have any of those great color tones as he described. So uh, some really good stuff covered here. I want to thank you so much for joining us. This was one of my most fun interviews. You can see how I'm like a little kid. I get so excited when I talk to this dude. So I hope you had the same reaction. And you know, this is a major cliffhanger, dog. So you got to come back and listen to part two on Friday because it gets even crazier. And there's uh, some other great solutions that are given. I also really want to encourage you to pass this episode along to a friend. That's really how this show grows is through word of mouth. I don't even know what advertising is, y'all. It's you. You're my advertiser. You are my newspaper. You are my news story. You are the broadcaster. So please do your old pal Luke and even Jack Cruz and everyone you know a favor and always, always share these episodes with someone you know that might be interested or that it might benefit. All right. Thanks so much. See you Friday. Friday.